Hello, dear listener. Welcome to Basement Gaming, episode 81. My name is Herb, and I'm joined by my co-host and dear cousin, Brigham. Welcome back. This episode, we look back at our gaming year of 2022. We're going to talk lowlights, highlights, and of course, we're going to look forward to the new year, what we're excited about, and maybe some new year resolutions. If you enjoy the show, give us a follow on Twitter at BasementGaming9 and on your podcast listening app of choice to keep up with the conversations and new episodes. With formalities out of the way, welcome to Basement Gaming. Just like riding a bike, Brigham. Yep, you never <laughs> you never forget. Never forget how these intros go. Yeah. It's uh good to be back, man. It's been uh it's been a minute. It has been. What was the last one we, ep- we last episode was episode eighty. I don't even remember what we <laughs> what uh, we talked about. Looks like oh, was that the trivia episode from I might know it's oh my. it's the trivia episode. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a good one to end on for a while then. That was fun. That yeah, it was, was a lot of fun. It's weird because like I, I've talked to my friend about it since and we we did not perform well in the trivia. Like I in particular it was awful. So it's kind of weird that like that's that was like <laughs> our goodbye for the year is just like us being bad at trivia. Uh, video game trivia of all things is like the thing that we like pretend to be experts at, but we're definitely not. Uh, well, we took some time away to to tr- to train our our video game okay. knowledge minds. We, we we climbed the peaks of of Nintendo mountains. Um, we we gained enlightenment, and so now we're ready to now we're ready to have a real podcast. Yeah, th- we went into the hyperbolic time chamber of uh, of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, uh, <the> podcasting. <laughs> yeah, we but, basically are like the Joe Rogans of of video games now. So <laughs> you know, just we're just finding fake news every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, totally fine, dude. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony's gonna have like little like uh, footnotes on our podcast saying like you know to talk to experts you actually know how to play games um <laughs> yeah. but it's okay this information has been refuted in other sources we <laughs> <be> advised <laughs> yeah i mean i i think the biggest thing for us was it kind of felt like we didn't really have a lot going on so it was kind of hard to come up with things to talk about and i think it was good to take a little break to just let the industry just kind of catch up to our brains i think in terms of <laughs> yeah what we want to do what we want to talk about and I mean, a lot has happened in terms of like the business side of the industry and some news and things like that um, that we might be able to get into in future episodes. But I think this episode, we should just do you know a year in review. And uh, the Game Awards happen at the end of the year, every year. And it happened this year again. And there was some you know, very expected things. I don't, think, I don't feel like there was very many unexpected things happening at the Game Awards. It was pretty straightforward. Yeah, the only um, unexpected thing was uh, the Orthodox Rabbi Pope Bill Clinton, and that was yeah. basically it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very strange <laughs> thing I think that happened there. Um, so instead of copying their categories, we kind of just made up some of our own, and we did use some of their categories, I guess. Game award, like the game of the year, obviously, and favorite indie, we kept that. 
Um, but yeah, we have a couple of new categories of games we want to give awards to. And we're just going to go through them and hopefully you guys can think about what you've been doing this year and what game you would give these awards to for yourself. And yeah, give us a shout out. What do you think what that is? So yeah, do you, do you agree with our takes? Or, or agree with our choices? Um, we'd love to hear about it. For sure. So yeah, so then we'll just start off here. We'll do some fun ones. Um, so uh, one of our resolutions last year, I'm pretty sure, was to try to finish as many games as we can or to go back and finish games that are just sitting on our library. And I did that this year. Uh, we're going to call this a one game at a time checkpoint, which is, like I said, you have we all have these libraries of games, especially on Steam, of games we start but we never actually finish for years on end. And then maybe sometimes we go back and get it. And um what was your game, Brigham? What did you have one? Or? Why, would you, why would you choose this first? This is the know. only category I left blank because <laughs> I I did not do this. I did not go back and play games. I cannot think of a game that I started and was like, "Oh, I want to go back." Because because if I stopped playing it, it's because I just didn't like it. Like I don't yeah. know. It's hard for me to go back to games, especially because all the games I play are RPGs. And whenever you come back from an, whenever you come back in the middle of an RPG after not playing for a year or two, like you forget everything. Like I tried playing Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, that's the name of the game, right? Twenty seventy seven, and like I like that game. I think it was fun. I just you know got busy, and then I couldn't come back in the middle of it because I forgot like the controls, like what I was doing, like I don't know. So that that was my. I guess I that's my game. I attempted to, to, to come back and play it. I just really couldn't. And um, I feel like Cyberpunk 2077, this may be a hot take, but it's a lot of uh, a lot of flash, very little substance, in my opinion. Like, it looks cool. The vibe's are really cool. The gameplay just seemed kind of, like, how average. How far into the game did you get? Do you remember? Um, How far did I get into the game? I mean... I don't know. I, pro- I don't know how far I, got. I I did a few missions like, you know, I definitely got through the intro part, which was the coolest part is like very scripted. Um, I found my taxi, the taxi car. When I, when I picked up my car, the taxi car that like like rammed into me and like wanted me to help him out, I guess, because the taxi car like helped me out in a like, with that heist, which got into trouble. Oh Yeah, that's one of the side missions. I think. Okay, I'll give you this for that game. The beginning of it is very strange in terms of, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then when I realized that this is a true open-world RPG where you can just do whatever you want and you choose your build and you choose, like, your own adventure, I think that game gets a lot better as you go forward into it. Hmm. I, think, uh, I think your mindset has to be more in the realm of, like... Uh, I wouldn't say destiny. I would say like, I mean, what's another Skyrim? Skyrim, yeah, like that kind of Skyrim situation almost, where it's just yeah, it's just a world for you to explore and do things. I think my biggest complaint with that game, which that they're kind of addressing, is that the content kind of ran out in the end game, mm-hmm. um, which they're doing more DLCs and stuff now to so give you more more exploration and more things to do in the game. So, I I. I absolutely loved that game. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic, especially when I played it on PC and not console. 
and I didn't have any game-breaking bugs, really. But, yeah, anyway, we don't want to go too far deep into a game that you didn't finish. Um, so, I guess for me, my one game at a time was uh, Detroit Being Human. Hmm. Remember that game? Yeah, I do remember that game. Yeah, I've been meaning to beat that game forever. And for people not knowing, it's like those uh, quick-time... Uh, Choose your own adventure through decision making kind of game that came out. It came out in 2018. Oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just like an action adventure game where you play as these droids essentially. And yeah, I'm sure most people have heard of Detroit being become, yeah. become human. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think it was pretty good. It was fun. Uh, it was interesting trying to get the best ending. It's one of those games where it has multiple endings, and it all depends on like what you do in the in the high stakes situations, you know. So I tried my best to get the best ending. I got like I would say like the second or third best ending, and didn't get the absolute best. Um, is is usually quantified by like how many of the characters, the playable characters you have, actually live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I had like two or three characters. I think two characters die. So, like, not quite there. Anyway. So, yeah. I did pretty good. It was fun. I'm glad I finished it. Um, one less game on my in my library that needed to be finished. Um, but with that being said, we can go into the next one pretty easily. When you're saying, like, a game that you tried to beat but couldn't quite get around to it. The I'm sorry I tried or I swear I tried category for me was... Uh, Death Stranding. <laughs> really? I'm sorry. I tried. I tried multiple times to sit down and keep playing that game. I don't know what it is about Death Stranding that I just can't get through just 30 minutes to an hour playing that game. And I just never want to go back to it. It's just, it's not even That's that so I surprising. It's not even that I hate it or like that I feel like it's inherently bad. There's just something about it. I just like don't want to play it. <laughs> I don't want to play it. I don't know. Huh. Yeah, that is strange. I think I would feel like that game's right up your wheelhouse. Because um, I actually I play a little bit of it when I just I just rented it from Redbox when it first came out and I play a little bit of it and I enjoyed it. Like I thought it was fun. I didn't like the combat. I thought the combat felt very clunky, but I always feel I, I don't like I don't like the combat from uh, any of the Metal Gear Solid games. And this feels a lot similar to that. And how it's very like methodical and a little bit slow. So maybe that's just me. But yeah, I mean, I thought it was a decent game. Like, so you, so you, did, how far did you get in, into the game? Maybe, maybe five hours, six hours. Hmm. Okay. You got past the first major boss battle? So. Yeah, people keep telling me, ask me that. I think I did. I've, I've fought quite a few big things <laughs> okay huh so, yeah, that's interesting yeah I, like you said the combat just felt weird especially when you're playing against humans it's a it's quite the punishing game like if you if you play it improperly or you die or lose it just feels like you lose a lot of resources and they just kind of like fall off your freaking cart and like, <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't understand or like if you like lose to those monsters or whatever all your gear is just busted it's like very punishing in terms of like yeah it is a very defeating feeling that's something i don't like that's why i'm like i would love that game if there were no enemies and it was just me 
carrying oh. stuff from point A to point B. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I actually think that because there, there's a lot of like a strategy in that. Like, there's like, okay, what gear I need to bring? How much can I bring without it being just like way too cumbersome and, and stuff falling off and getting damaged? You know, I mean, like, oh, there's a river. How do I cross it? Do I get a ladder? Do I just go around and climb up this mountain instead? Like, I don't know. I felt like that. And, and the game looked so good. And the story, the story I have mixed feelings about. I think it's definitely interesting. Um, like, I would definitely love to see like a movie of Death Stranding. Like, I think that world is like super interesting for sure. But yeah, the combat for me is what, what turned me off on it. So, huh. I think uh, it's a good pick. It sounds like you unironically wanted a UPS delivery. So, I mean, like I, yeah, honestly, that would be great. Like, yeah, it's funny. Like, I, I, I honestly think, like, you know, the jokes, but oh, like, this is a new genre. Like, he is creating a, a genre called the stranding genre of games. And I'm like, I actually would totally love like another game in that genre of just running around, but with no enemies. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like make like a make a like, like a DoorDash simulator or something. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's not hang out too much in the games that didn't come out last year uh, area. We'll try to move on a little bit here. Do I, I think- want me to do my my game for that category? Yeah, oh yeah, I don't know if you wanted to use the same game. Oh. Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Uh Cyberpunk could be good. I, I chose Spider-Man Miles Morales. You know the came the game came out a while ago. I, I got on PS5 in 2022 and that was the first game I bought and I don't know, it was fine. It, I think it was just because I was expecting like a lot of different changes and like upgrades from the first Spider-Man game. But it was like the it felt like the exact same game. And I was just kind of like already done with Spider-Man not too long ago. I didn't feel like doing that, doing more of that. I know it's like different abilities and stuff like that, but I don't know. I just couldn't really get into it. I- I'm going to go back to it at some point. So maybe this isn't fully yeah. in that category, but I just wasn't really feeling it at the time. Yeah, it is mostly the same game. I wouldn't say it's too different from... It's definitely way more in a DLC category than it is a whole full-fledged game. I remember that was one of our concerns when the game was coming out. It's like mm-hmm. it was a little bit on the pricier side, and it was like, okay, how much more are we getting? And it was just like, okay, this is just a <laughs> this is gonna sound weird, but the same game but with a different skin. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, what is this? But yeah, it was yeah. fun though. I, I mean, I enjoyed it a lot. I think I I almost platinumed it. I don't think I quite did. It was pretty close, but it's just such a easy game to play i think yeah mechanics of it are just so fluid and smooth and like even playing it on hard i didn't i didn't have too much trouble playing it it's just like Mm -hmm. a fun fun experience all around yeah yeah hopefully you go back to it and finish it hopefully someday okay so this next award for me it was actually a game that came out this year um it's called the i'll just watch you play award so the background behind this is, you know, streamers play games, especially narrative games. They'll have like a let's play situation on their YouTube channel or like if they're streaming it on Twitch, where they're just going to sit down and play a, a storyline game. And since I don't want to play that game or I'm too scared to play this game, like in this case, I'll just watch you play. Um, for me, this award was Corey. Remember that? The Corey game It's another one of those like, Horror oh, games. Yes. Um, it's by Supermassive Games. It's a single player like 
decision making game where you play as multiple characters and it's like literally just a horror a horror movie. They're like mm-hmm. they're in the cabin and then people there's like people dying around them and they're like trying to figure out what's going on. I don't want to spoil it too much of the story, but it's like it's very much like Until Dawn if you've heard of that move of that game. So yeah, it's too scary and I hate making decisions. And there was <laughs> there was a streamer um, or YouTuber that was playing it that I'm a big fan of called Corey Kenshin. I don't know if anybody knows of. Never him. heard of him. Okay. Well, you should, you should look at him. He's actually really funny. He was playing it with uh, another streamer. They were playing it together. They were like, take turns. Like, they were, one person would play one character, the other person would play the other character. They were just like, stick to the same characters, you know? Mm-hmm. They were just like, play with together and then try to see how many survivors they could get to. I think they lost maybe two or three of the, like the six or seven characters. So they did pretty good. They didn't get the best ending, but it was fun. It was fun to watch. I, I, I quite enjoyed that. I would not play it myself. <laughs> it was fun. After the game was over, they actually went on YouTube and, and like looked at the, all the possible endings that, that you could get. And that was pretty interesting too. So, but yeah, that was my, I'll just watch you play a war game. How about you? So that's a good, that's a really good one. Uh, I think any horror game is probably good in that category, and that's one of those games too. Where it's like I, I've never even heard enough good reviews about the Corey to, to be interested in playing it myself. So that's a perfect game to watch someone else play. Uh, mine was Elden Ring. Um, yeah, Elden Ring, cool. like all the other Souls games, too hard, uh, too just. I'm not into that kind of combat and gameplay at all. But I love watching people play that game. I love watching streamers. I watch Asmongold play dark souls which was a lot of fun to do and i watched you play elden ring and that was a lot of fun too because it's great because you know when you succeed it looks cool and when you fail it looks funny so it's <laughs> as a as a viewer it's like a win-win situation yeah it is a great watchable watchable game most souls games are pretty watchable especially if you're watching someone that's really good like i like to watch um the happy hub and one more streamer, where am I blanking on his name? I don't remember his name, but um, they're trying to no hit the game, and you know, uh, watching the strategy behind that and like the different tactics they go about to try to do it the most efficient way or mm-hmm. the way where they have the most, the highest chance of of success, essentially. So, yeah, that's a very good one. I, I mean, that could have been a good one for me too because I did watch a lot of Elden Ring while I was playing it. Um, but I was playing it, so I couldn't really, couldn't really go into this category. But yeah, that's, that's a great one. It's a great one. I wonder. I'm guessing. I'm guessing a lot of people played Elden Ring. If oh yeah. Played like you said, watched it or know of it. I was and, thinking like those games, those Souls games. I feel like they're really great community games because there is so much uh, shared knowledge on how to defeat the bosses and how to get from point A to point B and like little. I don't know if it's like like hacks. They're not hacks. It's built in the game. Just like little, you know, ways to cheese fights and cheese the winning the game uh, that you learn from other people. So, you know, it's a single player game. Well, I guess it is multiplayer because you can join other people's worlds, whatever. But um, there's a lot of shared knowledge. And I like games like that. Like, obviously, MMOs are a really big part of that, too. Like games where there's like, you know, people working together outside of the game to uh you know, make the game easier and, and, and give guides and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. So yeah, yeah, for sure. I I would not have made it through that game if it wasn't for my like two or three other friends that had 
already played it or like were ahead of me or were just like familiar with the souls mechanics in the souls world you know and just like know how things work because yeah there was just a lot of things to learn there's a lot of information and the internet helps a lot freaking elden ring dot wiki was just i just had that up constantly <laughs> while i was playing you know it's just like whether, whether it's maps item information build information or like even story information near the end there was an ending that i wanted i wanted to get like because there's multiple endings to that game so there's things you need to do that are like very obscure. Like everything about that game is obscure. Nothing is told to you. Yeah. Or if it is told to you, you really had to have been paying attention. And there's just so much information just being thrown at you all the time in terms of text. And it's just text mostly. It's just like, oh, you read this? Or oh, you got to go over here to do this thing that's really random. Like to get my ending, I needed to find some dude that's randomly out in the world, talk to him. And then just like, there was like so many stipulations that you very easily could have messed up along the way. It's just like, oh, you make sure you don't kill any of these type of people. I'm like, what are you talking? Like, it's so weird. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, if I didn't know that thing or like if someone didn't tell me, there's no way I could have gotten to the ending that I wanted to. Or like just one ending that's like pretty notoriously bad. Like as in like it's, a lot of people agree it's probably the worst ending of them all. Mm-hmm. And it's like so easy to just accidentally trigger that ending. And then you have to like untrigger it by doing something very specific. It's like, yeah, Elden Ring is wild, man. It is a dense, dense game. So yeah, like you said, it's great that it's a community game because if it wasn't for that, whew, I don't know how people <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. It's a fun game. All right. Moving on, let's see here. All right, so talking of speaking of games that we watch other people play or a lot of people were playing, the I don't know why everyone is playing this game and I'm too afraid to ask. Uh, so the story behind this is I feel like a lot of times throughout the year, a random indie game or sometimes a triple A game comes out that's not one of the big ticket items, you know, that's heavily streamed on Twitch, like, you know, League of Legends, Overwatch, et cetera, et cetera that it feels like every streamer is just playing it simultaneously. Like, I remember there was a time, there were times I go on Twitch and I look at everyone I'm following and, like, 90% of them are playing this one game. And it's like that for a couple of days up to a week. And this is what this category is for. So for me, I have two games here. For me, it was Stray and Call of the Lamb. Those two games, whenever they first came out, I feel like all the streamers I follow were playing it. And some of these streamers were like, single like one game streamers like people mm-hmm. that play only apex or only call of duty they're just or you know only league they're just like all right we're just gonna play call of the lamp today or you know obviously some variety streamers were into it too so yeah those were my two games where it's like i watched them play it and i was like yeah it's fine you know and, and we know now that straight got nominated for game of the year right yeah i'm just like okay it's fine I saw reviews. It's like this is, it's an indie game. I, I I thought at most it would have been like a fun kids game th- that people would play, you know, but it was just like it just exploded into the scene. Everyone loved it, and yeah, I don't know. What what do you think? Uh, yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, I think that for me, I, I won't get too much into because we talked about, but Elden Ring was <laughs> the game I chose for this one. <laughs> 
it, I guess this just kind of goes with all Souls games. I'm just like, I don't understand the appeal. I, I, I guess I, I kind of do like I, I, like I was saying, I do like that idea of like, oh, there's this like community knowledge building around a game and, and yeah, that's really cool. But the gameplay itself, oh my gosh, dude, it just looks so... It, lo- it looks like something from like a like a yeah. like this a GameCube PS2 era sort of game. Like yeah. I don't know, and so I don't really get it. I don't understand why this genre is so popular, but people love it. And it kind of goes again. It goes against so many like of the basic like principles of of what is supposed to make it make a really good AAA game. Like easy to pick up, difficult to master. I wouldn't say these games are easy to pick up. They're definitely difficult to master. Nope. Um, and there's like that kind of like the game doesn't really explain things to you, which is a thing. There's like, like there's this push for games to be very, you know, accessibility friendly. I don't really know if souls games are accessibility friendly. So yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. Cause it just goes against everything that we've been told is important for a game <laughs> yet. It does very, very good. So yeah, Which is good think, for them. Like, I'm glad it's good. I'm glad people like it, but it's just funny. Yeah, it's the it's the contrary man's game, you know. It's yeah. Like, even simple things like the controls are just so different from 99 percent of the games you'll play. You know, yeah. Like I said, all the things that usually make for amazing games, they just do the opposite. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think for me, I was just thinking more of like, like I would never play this game. Like Stray or Call of the Lamb, and it was like, I for some reason I always thought it was just like, this is something that should be out on the Switch, you know, and then people just have fun. Call of the Lamb, I think, was on the Switch. Let me see. Yeah, yeah, Stray is a PS4. I think the only reason why people played Stray is because it was a Sony exclusive, and so that gave it some extra appeal, you know. It's like, oh, Sony's willing to like fork out money to make this an exclusive game and advertise it as an exclusive game. Like, maybe it's worth checking out, sort of thing. It was also, I think, for free if you had the PlayStation Plus. I'm pretty sure it came out with PlayStation Plus the month that it was released. So I think, uh, I think it's because it's a cat, and the internet loves the cat. That is also true. Internet and cats go are like peas in a pod, so that makes sense. Yeah, it's it strange. I, again, I'm happy for them. It was an indie game. Good on A24 you. made it too, which is cool. Great film company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not against it. It was, that it was so popular. It was just, I didn't really understand why. And I wasn't really getting much explanations through, like, watching people play it. And I was like, okay, well, whatever. Have a good have a good couple of days playing that game and then move on with the rest of your life, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, that was fun. Um, so, okay, I guess we can stay on the indie game topic here. Go to one of the bigger ticket awards. Uh, the your favorite indie game, Brigham. What was your favorite indie oh, game? Oh man, this one was an easy pick for me. Vampire Survivor. Have you heard of Vampire Survivor? You're telling me about it. It is uh, great. It's a I game that everyone has been talking about. People were like pushing for this to be like a game of the year nominee, like right before the video game awards. It's called sorry, Vampire Survivors. There's multiple survi- survivors. Okay, and if you look at the game. Looks very basic, pixel art. It's for free on your phone. I think it's on console. It's on console as well because I played it on Xbox. And you just run around in a world where enemies are being randomly spawned into the screen, and you kill them. And then as you kill them, you get points. As you get points, you can get new abilities. It's just a very addicting gameplay loop, and I love it. I love playing it on my phone because it's like 
I'm just when I'm dinking around, you know, on the, on the TV or something like that. Like it doesn't take up a ton of my attention span so I could play it while doing something else. And it's really fun. There's like a meta thing too. So after you, after you, you, you die, you get coins, you can get permanent unlocks. I, I definitely recommend playing it. It's one of those games where people keep talking about it online and you just have to play it to know what it's really about. But um, I highly recommend it for anyone who hasn't tried it out yet. I remember you telling me about this. Now that I'm looking at the pictures, I was like, oh, yeah, we talked about this. And then I, the first thing I thought was like, when was this game? Come out in 1999? What's <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, nope, just came out recently. Yeah, yeah, you just got to try it. It's on mobile for free. It's great. That's fun. That's what I like about indie games. You never know when you'll just be surprised by one. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my indie game of the year was uh, Sifu. The... The slow clap, beat em up, slow clap, beat em up, like martial arts game. I freaking love this game. Like, I think I put in like close to 20 hours in that game, and it's not even like it should only take you like six to seven hours to beat, if that. But the way it's designed, the way it's designed, it's like a they're like levels, like every level is a repeatable level that you can go through over and over again. And then you get experience and like skills the more you you play the levels. And at the end of each level, there's a big boss fight. So it's a very repeatable game. It's very addicting. It's pretty difficult. There's no difficulty setting. So it's like it takes a while for you to get used to it. And I think I had to look up some guides of like do's and do nots for that game because it was like I I was playing the first level and I'm just like, I am getting my ass beat out here. Like, what is happening? And then after looking up, some guys are just like, here's some like rule of thumbs and like general ideas of like how you should be approaching fights. And I was like, once I got that, I was like, okay, it got better and better. Yeah, you just like watch yourself get better and better. And it's one of those games where there's a game over mechanic where if you die too many times, it's game over and you have to restart the level. Luckily, it's restart the level and not restart the whole game. That would have been... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be and I think the biggest thing for that game for me one of my biggest memories of it was I got to the final boss, right? And Brigham, I could, it took me so freaking long to beat this guy. And at one point, I started to question myself as a gamer. I was like, is it just that my hands no longer react the same way? Like, because, you know, I'm, I'm 29 now. I was 28 when I was playing this game. I was just like, is this it? Is this the cliff that people keep talking about where you just like, you're just bad at games now because <laughs> I could not beat this guy. Even though it was, it was the same, it was like I knew what move was coming next, right? But I was just like, it was so fast, I couldn't react to it. And yeah, it was just a really tough last boss fight. And it took me a really long time to get him down. And I got him down, and I was just like elated. I was like, I freaking did it. I don't know. It was it was a great experience. Every once in a while, I did go back and play one of the levels again, just because. The combat is so nice and fluid and smooth. Yeah, just a great, great job all around in terms of just an indie game. Could easily have been a triple A game. Ten out of ten. Great. That's game. awesome. Yeah, I feel like the past year indie games have been really doing a good job lifting up the uh, the way of the games industry. We've been getting a lot of just disappointing triple A games. I feel like in the past few years, or just no triple A games at all. And so seeing the the indie games kind of take out take the mantle has been awesome. Yeah. So with that being said, let's start ragging on some AAA games here. 
with these next uh with these next award this is a <laughs> this is a negative nancy area of the podcast um we start light we so we'll talk about the the i loved it but didn't finish game of the year uh for me that game was horizon forbidden west um i had a good time like i had a good time playing this game i thought they did enough new stuff to keep me interested throughout and it's a fun ip i really like the story we like the ip like the company but for some reason i got to a point where i was just like i'm done and that was not when the game was over <laughs> which is the problem <laughs> i just didn't want to play it anymore and it's hilarious when you think about just how close to the end of the game i am bring i am on the very last mission what the heck all I have to do is start the last mission. And for some reason, I don't want to. And it's not even like, oh, I don't want the experience to be over or whatever. It's like, I just, I don't want to play the game anymore. <laughs> like, it's one mission too long, I think. Where it was like, I, the last time I tried to finish it, I got on. I saw that I had like a ton of extra stuff to do. So I ran around for like half an hour to an hour doing extra side quests. Because like, I, li- I love doing all the side quests before doing the last mission because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes you never know how it'll affect the last mission or how it'll affect the end game content if you do all the side quests beforehand so i was doing that and then after like a 30 minutes so now i was just like i'm so burnt out on this playstyle and like the combat in this game i just don't want to do this anymore i'm just i'm done and then that was it i i burned my last hour of of uh of interest into side quests for Horizon Forbidden West. But overall, I'd, I'd say it was a good game. I'd, I'd give it like a 7 or 8 out of 10. Um, Yeah, I think actually that's my game too, in a way. Like, I think I loved it less than you did. Uh, I enjoyed what I played. I just didn't enjoy it enough to beat the game, which to me was a huge disappointment because I love the first game so much. It was my favorite PlayStation exclusive. It was the first game on PlayStation that like really... Like it until that game came out, I was like, was buying a PS4 worth it? Like, I mean, it's definitely better than getting an Xbox One for sure. But like, I wasn't playing anything on the PS4. It was just my like Netflix box for the longest time. And so when Horizon came out, I was like, okay, wow, like this. And this is before God of War came out, so I was like, this is like an amazing game. I loved it so much. I was so excited for the sequel. And the sequel comes out, and yeah, like the story was really interesting, but the gameplay was too much of the same and like there are little things about the about the gameplay that i didn't like that kind of got over the first one because the story was so good but i couldn't do this i couldn't do it again with a second one and so i just i put it down and i haven't gone back to it and i honestly don't know if i'll go back i a part of me thinks that i'll just go on youtube and watch like a video of all the cutscenes to know what happens in the story because at this point it's the only thing i care about i don't want to do anything else i just want to the story and I can do that through a YouTube video. So yeah, I yeah. Watch a, I just need to watch a YouTube video of the gameplay of the last mission. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The story was good, but at the same time, Ram, can you name any character besides Aloy of that game? Oh, that's also true. Yeah, the Aloy's the only interesting character, at least in the second one. In the first one, there I thought there was like you know there's like a love interest, and uh, I guess it's the only the only that one guy that I remember. That's the only other guy in the first game. <laughs> But the story was good, and the and the lore. I think the lore of the game is really cool. Yeah, I think it's definitely more of a lore based game because like the story and the writing, 
the dialogue not the best not yeah the best. yeah like the plot the plot of the of the game is really cool you know mm-hmm. and the story gets pretty it gets like it gets a little bit more expansive you know in the second one there's more more people more stuff but it was just like yeah it's just the individual characters and the individual the smaller details of the of the story just were we're not up to parts like other games of that you know caliber you know yeah uh yeah very, very much looking forward to the uh the uh horizon mmo though when it, when that comes out i've not heard of this this is news to me oh yeah we talked another time but yeah there were, there were rumors and it was confirmed that they're making an mmo interesting i can see it i'm starting to picture it yeah yeah i could see it too mm, interesting fun so is that is that your game you think yeah that's mine as well okay all right well let's go to another kind of a debbie downer category what was your most disappointing game of the year um <laughs> okay i won't talk about it too much because we just did but horizon forbidden west was my most disappointing <laughs> for the reasons i had already said i was so excited for it it came out it felt like horizon zero dawn dlc pack two in terms of gameplay and the story was really cool but i just couldn't get over like i just sometimes you just want to go from point a to point b without being bothered you know what i mean without having to sneak around robots and stuff like that and like the traverse and and they did better with the teleporting system fast travel in the second one but um i don't know and just like all the quests just it felt they all just felt the same it's just like oh you gotta go here go kill robots along the way oh you gotta go here go kill robots along the way and like i don't know i I'm, I'm sure people are like oh that's like every video game i understand like like if you play for call of duty you're just shooting things from point a to point b i get it but i just don't think that the new tools they added into the game really change up the gameplay that much like i'm still basically just doing the same using the same sort of arrows that i shot in the first game and yeah i don't know just i actually it bothered me that the combat was so tool dependent in terms of yeah. like for every enemy type if you didn't have this exact tool to beat that exact opponent it would be a pain in the butt bro. because like i think i played it on hard too mm-hmm. it was like if i didn't have these explosive canisters which is like incredibly hard to find I just, I just, I just had so much trouble beating so many of these opponents. And there was like, is they? I think they introduced the elemental thing in this game. I don't know if it was the first one, the elemental uh, specialties essentially, where it's like mm-hmm. there's a water type, there's electricity type, there's all these like type of weapons that you can use against specific animals. And it just, I mean, I, it gave it a, like an element of difficulty to the game, you know, mm-hmm. which is much needed, I think, but. I played it on hard for a little while, and I was like, "This doesn't feel rewarding," because it's not—it's not a skill check. It's just like, "Do you have this on you?" No. Good luck. It's <laughs> like, so it didn't feel like a skill check. It felt like just you need to be well kitted to do well in combat in in the world. So I was like, you know what? I'm not—I'm not going through this. Let me just put it back to normal and then just figure it out from there. So that was—I think that was my biggest thing in terms of like gameplay wise. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with a lot of that. Okay, my most disappointing game of the year was a game that I actually didn't play, but I saw enough of. I, I say I have two of this. So the first one I have is Gotham Knights. Um, <laughs> okay. When, when that trailer, when these trailers first dropped, 
I guess a year ago, I was very excited. I was like, man, I haven't played a good a good Batman game and God knows how long. Who knows? I just I was just really excited. I think it was kind of around the time the Robert Pattinson Batman movie was like getting a bunch of hype and it was about to come out. That like there, I was just like on a Batman high, you know, it's just like, oh, so much Batman content. This is so great. And then you know this thing happened where a bunch of trailers started coming out and a bunch of like gameplay stuff something like they were like the advertisement for this game was absurd it was so much advertisement for this game and something told me i don't think this is gonna be good <laughs> like i was just like i feel like they're you know if if you're if you're so obsessed with telling the world that this game is gonna be good i feel like it's not you know if, if your game is gonna be great you're not gonna tell us like we'll tell you kind of thing where it's like how much ad- i didn't see that many ads for Elden ring you know it was like Oh, by the way, we're making an Elden Ring, a Souls Police game. Cool. After that, I didn't see anything. It was just like it just <laughs> it just kind of appeared when it was supposed to appear, right? Yeah. So I don't know. It was just a weird thing where it's like they were just pushing it so hard, and then whenever it, it that came out, and then I was like, I'm gonna wait to see if it's good. And then the reviews started coming out, the gameplay footage started coming out, streamers started playing it, and I was like, this looks not fun. It was capped. It was not. It was capped at thirty FPS. Uh, the graphics, <laughs> the graphics, are barely better than Gotham, uh, Gotham Arkham, like Arkham City, the the previous Batman, one of the previous Batman games that came out out of this Gotham Knights uh, cinematic universe or video game universe. They're like essentially the same. Actually, it's actually better. The old one is better because Gotham Knights is super buggy. It was just like, oh my goodness, they just just so much failure on like so many levels. I'm like, if it if it goes on sale for like ten dollars, I'll buy it then and play it then for like an hour or two and see if I really hate the experience as much as I think I will. But yeah, that was just a disappointment. I don't know. I agree. I was very excited for that game when it first it was announced and it being multiplayer. I love multiplayer games, even more excited. Then just came out and I only heard bad things about it. It just seemed the combat seemed very too arcadey for me. And yeah, just disappointment. That's that's a great pick. My sec I have a second one, an honorable mention. Uh New World. Yeah. Oh, um, come on. I was no bro. No, bro. I like we had we had high. fun. We had fun for a little bit. For like a week. I don't know. <laughs> it was just like it it became so apparent. It was like, this ain't it, man. This is not it. It was just like it had such, such promise. It really did before and during when we started playing. It I was like, oh, we're seeing like the bo- like we talked to this a lot. Like it had good bones, you know, but mm-hmm. it just, from there it just couldn't really find its stride. I feel like it had a bit of an identity crisis. I didn't know what it wanted to be. I don't know. It was it was a lot of things wrong with that game. I think, and it's still kind of alive. Do we do we still? No people that play that game. I don't know anybody who plays that game. I mean, I, I know streamers that play that game. It has a it has a you know solid fan base now. They made a lot of changes to make it a lot less grindy than it was. I think that was my biggest like complaint with it is that just the quests were all so similar, and you just felt like you're killing things to kill things. And the combat's awesome. And sometimes killing things in the game was just fun to kill, dude, because the combat's really good. But it just felt like the carrot on that stick, like the stick was like a hundred feet long 
and it's just like it's so out of reach. Like to get to level sixty to do the PvP, you know, battles, whatever the guild versus guild sort of battles they have in that game. Oh, it just took way too long, and it was like, is this worth my time? Is it worth grinding, doing something I don't like to do for hours on end to to try to do the thing I may enjoy? And the answer is obviously no. So that's why I stopped playing. I'm pretty sure that's why you stopped playing too. Oh yeah, I felt like I was making no progress. It's like I was playing for so long, doing very repetitive things, and that's the thing. Like while, like while, um. Wild quests are also sometimes they can get pretty repetitive, and mm-hmm. but it's like, like you said, the the character in the didn't feel that far away. Like, yeah, even if on, on one sit down it felt like I'm doing, I did the same five quests, but it was just like, oh, I just leveled up like one and a half kind of thing. You know, I'm moving, I'm going yeah. somewhere. Where it's like for New World, first of all, like you said, like the traversal was just rough. You were saying about like sometimes you just want to be able to get point A to point B without being bothered. That was not the thing. <laughs> you were just running on foot and every once in a while you would have to freaking go through these villages that just like have these monsters. It felt like vanilla wow or something where it's just like I can't I can't move anywhere without having to fight something. And like yeah. yeah the combat is fun but it's like I'm trying to go do this chore over here where I have to kill these other 20 things anyway. Can I not have to deal with this 20 thing? Is that not they're not even gonna give me good XP because there's no XP in this game because it takes forever to level up. Rough. Tough, tough game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any other honorable mention? Uh, no. Yeah, just Horizon for Forbidden West, like I already mentioned. So yeah. I'm good on that category. All right. Switching back to the little bit more positive here. What was your biggest surprise game of the year? Like the game you didn't know, you didn't have much thoughts about, or didn't really think was going to be very good, but actually turned out to be pretty solid, and you had a good time playing it. Yeah. So for me, it was another mobile game. Uh, Marvel Snap. Have you heard of this game? Marvel Snap? No. So it's a game made by, I think they're called Second Dinner. They are a game company, indie game company from the creators of Hearthstone, the the, the Blizzard Warcraft-themed card game. And so Marvel Snap is a mobile card game where it's made, it's made for mobile, which is great. So it's like the games last five, maybe eight eight minutes actually no, i think five five to seven minutes is like the the, t- the time span of a single game very short very simple to pick up the cards are all you know obviously you're playing with different marvel themed cards you have like the fantastic four you have all the different heroes and stuff and the like everything about it it's like a deck game deck game made for people who don't like playing card games the deck sizes are only 15 15 cards so it's very easy to build your own deck um the gameplay style, it's just like there's like three different battlefields. And after like certain amount of rounds, whoever has the most points in two out of the three battlefields wins. It's kind of like a weird concept to think about. But once you do the tutorial, it makes sense. And it's just so easy to pick up and play. You play with one hand because you play it in like the vertical mode of your phone. And it's just one of those games you can just play while doing something else. And it's really cool. Like, it's cool to see all the heroes, you know, from the movies, MCU movies and stuff like that. And like how like they were able to portray their abilities in the cards. Um, but yeah, I and it's really cool to see. Like, it's just blowing up on the Internet. Everyone's loving playing it. Like people who aren't into mobile games or are into, are into card games are super into it. So definitely a huge win for that team. I'm, I'm very glad that they, they made a good game. And I, I think you know, this is the year of mobile games. Like this one in Vampire Survivors, like 
are just legit, really good games for your phone. I think it's the year of the mobile game for you, Broom. I don't know if I heard anyone else playing that many mobile games this year. Um, if if you're out there somewhere and you played more mobile games than regular games, you let us know. But. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there's 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 two good games on mobile. That's like actually good games. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm saying. Okay, well, I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's that's kind of fun. But. Yeah, I'd definitely check it out if I were you. It's it's at least at least play one the tutorial, but uh, it's really fun. Yeah. All right. So for me, I had to kind of cheat a little bit for this one. So I have two games here. So the first one is a game that I say it's cheap because it didn't come out last year. I played a Plague Tale this year, Innocence, and I didn't think I really like it all that much. And I had a really good time playing it. And <laughs> you're freaking. Your mom, my aunt, was watching me play. (laughs) And it was really fun having a spectator watch me play like a pretty heavy narrative game. Uh, That was really fun. I'm I'm just kind of waiting for the second one to go on sale to buy it, to be honest. It did go on sale for like $10 cheaper recently, but I was like, yeah, I'll wait a little more because I'm I'm not in any hurry to to play it. But yeah, it was a fun game. But I think uh, the main gun, the main one, my biggest surprise game of the year for me is Elden Ring. And I say it's a surprise because I'm surprised I finished it, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. I really didn't think I would like it at all. And let's let's be clear here. About 80% of the time, I was not having a good time. <laughs> there was like 20% of the times where it's just like, oh, I did something cool. Or, oh, I finally beat this boss. Or something like that. Or the story. I really liked the world that they built and the story behind it that, you know, I had to look up dozens of YouTube videos explaining to me the story because the game doesn't do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of situation. Um, but like you said, we said earlier, I think the community aspect of it was cool. Like having something to talk about with some of my friends and going on Twitch and seeing people play it and see how they approach certain bosses and situations and how they're approaching the game in general. That was really fun. I think that was the biggest surprise for me. Like, I really thought I was going to angry play this game for a few hours just to say that I tried it and then stopped. But, you know, I kept playing. And uh, I almost quit a lot of times. I had to take a couple of days breaks or even a week or two break from that game a few times um, because I was just rage. And it was just like there's just so many inconveniences in that game. Uh, talking about not being bothered when you're going from A to B. Oh my gosh, it's just oh, you're just bothered at all times. You go into a dungeon. There's a lot of dungeon-ish situations in that game. Oh my gosh, I hated it. I hated them all. I like as soon as I like didn't have to do the dungeons anymore, I stopped immediately. <laughs> there are so many dungeons that I didn't go into because I was like, okay, the build that I have is fine. I'm very strong right now. I could just finish the story. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's like. Once yeah, once I beat it, there was like a slight moment a few months later. I was like, oh, maybe I'll play it again for a little bit, but with a different build. I made the character, and then I walked around for a little bit, and I was like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, nah, not again. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. So yeah, that was my big surprise this game. I think Other Ring was was I think like we said earlier. Or overall, it's a fantastic game, but it takes a it takes a specific type of mentality, you know. Mm-hmm. Like sit through that whole game. It took me, let's see, I think it took me sixty hours to beat. Hmm. 
Yeah. Well, I was gonna say through that that Plague's Tale oh, the sequel, God. it's on Game Pass. So if you want, if you want to pay just fifteen bucks for it, or actually ten bucks on PC, I have Game Pass for PC. What am I talking about? What's oh yeah, game? yeah, it's on there. Uh, eighty-one hours on Elden Ring, not sixty. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Uh, it took a long time. Okay, maybe I will do. Maybe I will do that. For some I'm I'm in, I'm currently in between games, so. Yeah, that's a good one. Really. I'm playing Resident Evil right now, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, did you have one? Uh, this was the biggest biggest. I think did we just I just do this one? Did you? I don't think you did. Sorry, biggest. Are we, is this is not biggest? This is not biggest surprise anymore. It's the game of the year. This is biggest surprise game of the year. Biggest surprise and game of the year. No, no, no. What what game gave you the biggest surprise this year? That's what oh, I'm saying. Yeah, I did that. It was Marvel Snap. Is that what it, Oh yeah, your mobile game. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the final for the final hour, the final award, the game of the year. So this might be I think it might be the same for us. Uh it might be different. Uh, let, let me hear it, Regan. What's your game of the year 2022? Okay, this was an easy, obvious pick for me. And I'm not just saying it's because I'm a Blizzard shell, but World of Warcraft Dragonflight is... You, you're liking the, it that much. It, it, dude, this is the best expansion, I think, ever. Like, like, so I'm trying to think, like, what is the best expansion I had the most fun in? And, like, obviously that, that takes into account, like, who you play with and, the, and the, your age you're at. And so, like, not ta- like trying to take those factors out of it, this is the best expansion they've ever made. And it's because it's not, but for a while, World of Warcraft has always been about like the mini game stuff, right? It's like dungeons or raids or PVP, like the instance kind of content. And I always felt like everything you did outside the game was just to help you do good in those things, right? Like all the like daily quests and like leveling up and things like that, professions, like all those things are kind of like, an- like anecdotal or kind of boring. Uh, Dragonflight, it really makes the world content like the fun thing to do. Like, I still love to do raids, but it's awesome when I'm done with the raid and I'm like, okay, awesome. I can go out and like do profession stuff now. <laughs> like, I want to do profession stuff because like they they tapped in that RuneScape vibe of like you can do more. You can do more than just combat. Like, you can be known for being a crafter, and you can like you know you have your own like. Your, your crafting level like the craft there's like talent trees for each crafting for each profession and like you could be like really good at at making flasks or you can be like really good at making potions or a certain type of potion you can be like if you're a tailor you can be like you're the, you're the boots guy like you're the guy that people go to to get like the highest item level boots because like you can craft like mythic raid level gear so like if you find a really good crafter like you, you hold on to that person. Like I have a jewel crafting guy. Like I have a guy I reach out to f- for neck and like gem pieces. <laughs> and like, I don't use the auction house. I talk to this random guy that I, I met through trade chat and like, I give him commission and tips and he makes me good stuff. Like it's, it's cool. It's like, and, and the whole world is like so amazing. And the added, the dragon riding, which is like this really dynamic flying experience of like, and you can like have these like in PV war mode, you have these freaking uh, dog fights in the air, trying to like push people off their mount to kill them. And like, I don't know, just the world content is so much fun. And I feel like I didn't realize it until this expansion that the world content has been lacking so much that it has felt like a chore. And so 
like making that part really fun has made like the entire game experience just an overall like exciting thing to do. And it's like there's all these other games need to play. Like I love God of War too. And I've been playing with God of War a lot, but like I always just keep going back to Dragonflight because of how much fun I'm I'm having in that game. And I, I'm I'm really happy that it's doing good. And like they've been like I think they got really scared of Final Fantasy 14, how everyone's been moving over to that game because they've been putting so much investment into this game. Like there's already coming out with a new patch this week for for World of Warcraft. There's there's they've already like given out like a roadmap for like three more patches this year. Like for Mythic Plus, each season is going to have a whole new set of dungeons. So you're not doing the same dungeons all throughout the year. Like, I don't know, just so much new good changes they've been doing. And like, I think the, the most important thing is that they like have really taken to like respect the player's time, which some people have been complaining about for so long of like, oh, like the game just doesn't really respect my time. It's like making me grind for something for so long. Like, no, like now leveling super fast, way faster before. Like you can jump into raids really easy. There's no like items you need to have, um, you know, just gears, just normal gear. There's nothing like no wacky wahoos and like having to do like tour gas runs to get some currency to get a legendary. Just you just you just play the game to get gear. That's it. Freaking tour gas runs, dude. Yeah, pain, it's, absolute pain. It's funny. Like I look back now. Like so I actually like lo- like like took the teleport to the Shellens area, and I actually had shivers. I was like, "Wow, I, I can't believe I played this game." Because <laughs> Shadowlands just seems like so bad compared to Dragonflight now, and how and all the crap it would make you do. Um. So yeah, I, I think it's a great expansion. I love it. it. It's a bummer that nobody's playing it. I feel like this is like this expansion came out and like nobody's yeah. playing it. It feels like the last expansion ruined it for us. It, it really like, did. Like, it, it, really like it, it sucks. Cause like Shadowlands and BFA were both so bad that nobody really gave a chance for Dragonflight. And you can see in the numbers too. The numbers like have not been good for Dragonflight, which is a bummer because it's definitely the best expansion they've ever done. But I think it's going to take a while for the word to, to, to spread and well, for people to try it out. A, you're doing a great job advertising it now. I think, now, now I feel bad for now. It's like, man, should I be playing Dragonflight? Damn, am I about to get back into Dragonflight? What's going on? This is I definitely think it's worth trying out. I mean, at the very least, I'd say wait, wait till a sale. If you were, if if anybody's thinking about playing it, I'd wait for a sale. I'd wait for some free trial thing. They had a free trial over the holiday break. We can play the first part of Dragonflight for free. But um, but yeah, I think it's it's great. It's great. I think I went as far as I think I reinstalled. Wow. That was that was as far as I got. Let me reinstall this and maybe I'll play it. Let me just take a look here. Did I buy it? I don't know if I bought it. I'd be surprised if you bought it. I doubt I bought it. Yeah, but yeah, that's, I mean that's crazy. I, you've increased my chances of trying it out by fifty percent. Oh wow, that's surprising. Yeah, well, from I mean zero to fifty percent. Yeah, no, it's a coin fifty. If you catch me on the right day, I might just go ahead and download. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's awesome. That's great. I didn't see that coming. I didn't know. I don't know if it was you being like you, you said this yesterday. If, I, I thought you were just being ironic, where it's just like it was just an okay expression, but it was like uh, people are just saying it's the best because you know it's memes. But I'm glad it's true. I'm glad that they're they found a bounce back expansion after two pretty subpar ones. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think it, it just it speaks to the future of the game. Like they have a whole new. There's a, there's a new lead on the game. You can tell, like the the vision of the game is just so much different than it used to be. Like they just really, they they're just like totally throwing out everything that was like supposed to be like the preconceived notion of WoW. I mean, you can play 
with the opposing faction now. You know what I mean? Like that's crazy. Like they're all just they're just all in on just just what's fun. Like don't care about like what what feels like is necessary. What feels like should be like oh like a certain player has to put in hundreds of hours in order to be the best. Like no, like it's a game. Like let's not waste their time get into the fun content and if they want to keep playing they can keep playing but if they don't want to then they can do something else and that's totally fine and that wasn't the mantra before before it was just how do we keep them it subscribed for you know the longest amount of time and so i i think it's it, it's made a great game we'll see if it works out because like i said the numbers have not been great <laughs> so maybe business wise this isn't the best decision but uh for player mentality and and, and enjoyment it's been a great change yeah um, that's good to hear, man. We'll we'll see if I if I get into it here. Uh, okay. So my game of the year, you brought it up slightly in your in your explanation there. Um, I mean, it's hands down God of War. Mm-hmm. God of War Ragnarok was just an absolute joy to play, and there are things about it that I thought was going to be a big problem. And some things about it that I kind of had a problem with for sure. So I'll go into those. Like the thing I thought was going to be a big problem was, was it going to feel too samey? And I got to say, like, definitely in the beginning of the game, it just felt like, okay, we're kind of doing more of the same stuff, you know? But the thing about that is, if the same stuff is just really fun, I don't mind doing more of it kind of True. thing. Where it's like, yeah, the, the combat is largely the same, but the combat is so much fun, man. Like, it just feels so responsive. It feels so strong. It feels like it feels like you're the God of War. Like, it feels like every once in a while, you just do a really cool combo. Like, after I beat the game, I would see, like, these YouTube shorts or YouTube clips of, like, guys just, like, stringing together a really cool combo with the, with the weapons. And it just looks so freaking sick. You just feel like you're having a great time playing this game. Uh... The world is nice and immersive. The story is obviously so freaking great. I teared up at the end. It was just, it was great. It was a great ride. It's another game that I actually sat down after I beat the game. I watched this YouTuber I mentioned earlier, Corey Kitchen. I watched him play through it also. And he was just doing mostly of the story. And there's a leveling system in the game. And it's like, if you don't level or do side quests a little bit at least, the content is going to start out leveling you a little bit and it's going to get harder and harder, especially because he was playing on the hardest difficulty. I played on a second hardest difficulty. It gave me no mercy. This four difficulties. So I played on a second hardest and it was a good amount of challenge. It was like very challenging, but it wasn't like overbearing, you know, after a couple of hours, I was like good enough. I was like used to it enough that like, I feel like if I went down a level, it would have been probably would have been too easy. Um, Yeah. God of War was amazing. It was just, it was just everything we wanted it to be. It was more of the same with some new stuff. The same characters have grown. The characters of Kratos is like essentially unrecognizable from not only the first game, but just even the original trilogy, you know? And that's not like in a bad way that they just changed the character. It's just the character developed so beautifully. Uh, there were moments, uh, just like in the first one, there were moments with Atreus that you're just like, man, I really hate this character. But then, like, you, you kind of grow with him and you just you start loving him more and more near the end. Great story. Just uh, the side questing was fantastic also. Um, but, yeah, it was just all around uh, just a great experience, you know, like where I would say, like, you know, Elder Ring won Game of the Year at the Game Awards, which is very well-deserved, very well-done well game and 
great game in his own right. But for me personally, like I said earlier, 80% of the time when I was playing Elden Ring, I was not having a good time. I was I was dying randomly to something. I was I didn't know what I was doing because the game is not very good at telling you what to do next. I it was just like I felt like I was constantly having to look stuff up and find other information to try to like just to get through this freaking game. This the Elden Ring felt like a job. Whereas like God of War is is at its purest a video game with a great story where like 90% of the times I was having a great freaking time just being in the game. And now that it's over, now that I beat it, it was the it's the only game I platinum this year. I platinumed it. I did all the achievements. And now that it's wow. over, I'm like, I, I want more of it. Like I, I'm sad that it's over because it was just so much fun to play. So much fun to play. That's like, I mean, that's that's the best compliment I can give to a game. It was just incredibly fun to play. Like, even with all its even if it has shortcomings, like I think in the beginning it takes too long for the game for the gameplay to change a little bit. Um in terms of like difference from the first to second game, I think there was some problems with some of the boss fights. Um, I can say this without spoiling it. Like the boss fights would be kind of inconsistent in like the move sets of the bosses. So like you would start a boss fight, right? Mm-hmm. And it would do a couple of move sets. You know how in boss fights, depending on like how low or like how much progression you've done into the boss fight, maybe don't change their move sets slightly. It's like, oh, you did this move one time in the beginning. Now that you're at half health, you do it two times repeatedly kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Or you have a new move that you do now that you're like a third of the way through the fight. I will go through the fight, get half point. He does a new move, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, wow, this move is weird. And it kills me. I'm like, all right, whatever. New move. It happens around half point point. I start the fight again. Bring him. He starts off with the, with the new move, like right off the bat. And I'm just like, you didn't do this move for half of the fight the first time. Why are you doing it right off the bat now? It just like catches you off surprise like that. And there was a lot of inconsistencies like that where it's like moves that I would do that would stagger a boss and one point, like, you know, it would like stagger him so he wouldn't be able to do anything. I would do the same move at seemingly the exact same time in another situation and the boss wouldn't get staggered. Like the mm. boss would just keep going with its move sets and it just hit me during my animation. Like you couldn't stop the boss, the boss's animation, but yours could be stopped pretty easily depending on your build. So it's like things like that where it's just like it's inconsistent. I like I didn't know what was gonna happen a lot of times. It's like, am I gonna get interrupted in this animation of this move? Oh, I didn't this time. Will it is it gonna be like that next time? No, I got interrupted that time for some reason. I don't know why. Or the boss got interrupted, but it didn't last time. Don't know why. <laughs> it's like a lot of stuff like that in like the big boss fights. That was just like a problem. It was like, yeah, the the a lot of the fights were not consistent and like and not. I guess I don't know if they did it on purpose just to make it more hard, more difficult, but it's like boss fights need to be consistent. <laughs> That's one thing I learned about Elden Ring is like the Elden Ring boss fights are consistent. The same thing is probably going to happen every single time. Maybe there's like some changes in order, but like when the boss starts an animation for something, if you've seen it before, you know exactly what's about to happen kind of thing, you know? So mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, that's yeah. interesting. It was I, like I, I could see that. That'd be really frustrating too. Yeah, in a difficult game and playing on a difficult setting, it's like I need the boss to be doing the same thing so I can, you know, properly yeah. counter it, you know? Yeah, it seems unfair if it's not. Cause it's like the game's like trying to teach you how to beat it and then it changes it up like that and seem like it's a fair so, yeah, fight. It's yeah. like, or if there were differences in situations, it wasn't clear enough. Like, 
If you're telling me that if I do this move at this specific time in the boss's animation, it will stagger the boss or stun the boss, like kick him out of his move animation, it needs to be apparent. It needs to be clear that it's at this moment every single time. But it was never clear at what mm -hmm. moment every single time. It was just like, it was kind of a guessing game. It's like, I hope this staggers you. Oh, it didn't? I guess I die now. <laughs> it's just like, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. That that was the only points where I really got frustrated with the game, with the gameplay. It was just like some of the boss fights were just really weird like that. Yeah. But besides that, it was it was a fantastic 39 hours of gameplay. I think, it, yeah, it, it took me about 39 to 40 hours to beat it, uh, to platinum it. Great time. Fucking great time, man. That's Look, awesome. I, 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 I love that game, it. too. If it wasn't for, for Dragonflight being so good, I would have made this my game of the year. And it's funny because I complained about the same thing with Horizon. Like, oh, it's too much the same combat. It's I've only played a little bit of God of War so far. It's the combat's still very similar, but it's good and it's fun. And I think also what I like about it is that it's not this weird RPG thing where I have to go out and do side missions to get level up before I can do the next campaign mission. I mean, I'm playing on just on, on the normal mode or maybe like the easy, not the easiest, but like the second from easiest one. And I can just play the story. And the story is really good. So... Yeah, I think. I, uh, I love it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, like you said, it's you're not capped. You don't have to go do the side missions. Um, oh, the side questing, dude. Like the story behind the side questing is just so good. Uh, there was a part in the game where you get to this new area, and it's like right before the climax of the story, really, and it's just a whole side questing area. That's essentially its own game. Like, it took me so long to clear that area. I was like, there's a whole separate game right before the climax of the story, which is kind of wild. I it, It's kind of like some people think of it as a bad thing. I think it's just kind of whatever. But I was just like, this is so weird that they just decided to just <laughs> stick this here. But yeah, I think you should definitely do the side quests. Do them as early as you can because it does help you if you're, if you're above the level of the content. Obviously, it'll be... Yeah, it's much easier to get through the story, and the cycle is so much fun. You like uh, all around, you know, all around. Yeah, I did do side stuff last time, and I kind of regret it because I did have so much fun with the game. So I'm gonna take my time with this one, and just actually do a lot of the side stuff. I mean, when they interest me, when, when it looks interesting story, I'll, I'll definitely do it. Yeah, and they add a lot to the, to the story too. I think um, it doesn't. I wouldn't say they would change the last mission very much, but. It does change the end game a little bit. After yeah. obviously, yeah, I don't want to go too much into it. Maybe, maybe once you're done playing it, if we feel like it, we can do a full spoiler cast. But if you haven't played God of War Ragnarok and you have a PlayStation Five, you're doing something wrong. Because uh, to me, it was the best game PlayStation came out with last year, and it was the best game I played last year in general. So, yeah, it's crazy how they that two God of War games have both been like game of the war game of the year winner or at least contenders you know what i mean like back to back they just hit out of the park yeah just hit it out of the park. i had i fully expected it um all right so before we sign off here we have a little fun one too that I kind of brought up to you right before um so there's this bit in this show called arrest development where you know Job the brother is a magician and <laughs> he puts a dead dove a bird in a brown paper bag and puts it in the fridge and writes in the bag Dead dove, do not open. <laughs> and the main character, Michael, goes into the fridge, sees the bag, opens the bag and looks inside of it and looks up and he's like, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> so this is a word for the I don't know what I was expecting award. 
either positive or negative in terms of, you know, the writing was on the wall or on the bag of how good or how bad this game was going to be. And we still went into it and we were just like, I don't know what I was expecting. For me, I brought it up earlier. Uh, it was probably Gotham Knights. Um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't liked a Gotham game in a really long time. And the writing was kind of on the wall that this game was going to be a flop and it was going to be very bad. But for some reason, I was like, I'm still going to look at it. I still want to see what it's about. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know why I'm surprised. <laughs> Do you have anything like that? Yeah, uh, this game called Tunic. Remember that game came out? It's a pretty big yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People liked it a lot. Just not my wheelhouse. Very like old school Legend of Zelda sort of game. I downloaded it, played it for like half an hour, and I was like, yeah, I knew exactly what this game was going to be. I don't know why I was thinking I was going to like it, because I don't like the games it's based on. And <laughs> I didn't like this one. It was just yeah, like, right. you know, isometric. It was actually really hard, too. It looks like a cute little game where you play as a fox with a sword, but like I kept dying. And it was just. Yeah, it was like, why did I do this? This is this is what happens. You get Game Pass. You, you try out games. You have no intention of actually ever wanting to play. And you're like, well, that was a waste of 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what that game was. My honorable mention for this category is uh, Demon Souls. Uh, I tried playing Demon Souls this year. After I beat the Elden Ring, you know, I was, I was on a high. I felt I felt like I could conquer the world, right? And my friends are like, oh, you should play the Elder Souls games. And I was like, all right, Demon's Souls is on PS5. It's PS5 exclusive. And I know someone I owned it. And I decided to try it out. But again, I've never liked any Souls games before. I had a lot, I had a tough time beating Elden Ring in terms of just like general happiness. I don't know what I was expecting with Demon Souls. I don't know why I thought I would enjoy it. I played it for an hour and I was like, I'm out. This is this is over. I don't know. <laughs> it's a dead dove. I don't know. I don't know why I'm surprised. Well, that was what I was expecting. So, yeah, I'm sure we've all felt that way where it's just like we know we know deep down we're not going to like the game. But for some reason, we're like, well, I'll give it a shot. And then it doesn't surprise you whatsoever that you hated it just as much as you thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, with that being said, man, I don't know. Do you have any exciting New Year's resolutions? I feel like we probably shouldn't make any this year because we, we didn't. We did okay, but not great on our resolutions last year. Yeah, I did pretty bad. I didn't really play a ton of games. Um, we'll see this year if it gets any better. I, I feel like I, I feel bad every time I look at the TV and I see my PS5 and Xbox Series X and just sit there collecting dust. <laughs> I, I don't even have the Switch plugged into the TV. <laughs> so I definitely need to try out more console games um, this year. We'll see what happens. Um. Do you have a game that you're looking forward to? I think we're both very much so looking forward to uh, Hogwarts Legacy. I was going to say Hogwarts Legacy. I can't wait. Yeah, it comes out soon. Next month. We're recording this on uh, January 21st. And I don't know if I'll buy it on launch, though. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm buying it on launch. I've already decided. I made up my mind. Yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't pre-order it because there's no point. But I, mean, I, may wait. I was going to say, I may wait to review. Maybe just wait till it's he- to hear your review of the game. Just because, like, games are 70 bucks now, you know what I mean? So I got to make sure, like, is it going to be good? But from what I've seen, the game looks very good. So yeah. It's it's almost cresting on the, on the amount of advertisement as Gotham Knights. That kind of worries me a little bit. Yeah. But it is, it is such a big IP. It's Harry Potter, you know? It's like, I'd be shocked if it wasn't advertised as much as, as it has been. Everyone just wants more Harry Potter at all times, you know? True. It's so, a big IP. So yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, everything I've seen of it just seems exactly like what we would hope of open world Harry Potter 
IP game would be, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, except no Quidditch, which is, you know. Bummer. Bit of a bummer, but at least you can fire a broom. That's fun. It's like Dragonflying. It's like, yeah, just, it's, just like it, yeah. It looks almost <laughs> exactly like Dragonflying and Dragonflight in, uh, in, in WoW. So, yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to this year that I know is coming out this year. Um, I know there's another game, um, the Senua game, the Hellblade Senua game. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's coming out this year. Uh, that's one of those, like, I've been looking forward to it since they announced it two years ago at E3 or something. Nada. Zilch. No news. So, that's fun. Yeah, I'm only quiet for that game. I'm wondering if there's any other game. So yeah, Marvel Midnight Suns already came out, but I'm, 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 I want to get that game. Just waiting for a sale. That looks really fun. That's a, that's a My Wheelhouse sort of game. It's like a turn-based card-style uh, action game. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else is coming out this year, but that's the thing. See, this is why it's so hard to do a podcast like this. Um, because we're we're pretty we're pretty mainstream gamers, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while we branch out into smaller indie stuff, but even the indie games that I played were like pretty popular indie games, you know, that like most people knew about. So, yeah, I think uh, in the future we'll just try our best to to keep up with like the smaller games so we can talk about them a little bit more for sure uh and hopefully the games that are promised to us come out on time and they come out not buggy and yeah we'll keep on trucking with our gaming experience this year i think i think hopefully i mean hopefully be at least the same as last year i think at the beginning of the year last year was it was kind of tough Around like summertime last year, I feel like we both felt like there's just nothing to do. Yeah, just nothing to play. Yeah, and yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully this year is a much better year. We'll see what happens. See what happens. But yeah, I think that's all we got. Um, this was a longer episode, obviously, because we haven't been around for a while, and we had to go over the whole year. Uh, yeah, I mean, let us know what your what your thoughts are. What do you what do you think about our awards and our categories? Do you have any games that you really wanna wanna shout out on Twitter at Basement Gaming Nine? And yeah, keep up with us. You know, stay on the podcast listening app of choice when new episodes come out, and keep on gaming. Hopefully, you guys have a good year, twenty twenty three of gaming. Thanks for listening, and come back next time. Peace.